Good morning and welcome once again to the Sunday morning message brought to you each and every Sunday morning right here on Classic Hits 103.7 by Living Waters Lutheran Church located in Pound, Wisconsin. You can join Living Waters Lutheran Church online at Facebook at Living Waters Crivets or you can reach out to them on email at livingwaterscrivets at gmail.com. As always, this message is being brought to you each and every Sunday morning, as I say, right here on Classic Hits 103.7 by our sponsors. This morning's sponsors include Joe's Auto Body, located in Sunnyview Lane in Cribbits. Contact Joe for all your auto body needs at 715-854-2481. That number, once again, is 715-854-2481. It is also brought to you by the people at Fisher Tax and Financial Services, located on Highway 141 in Cribbits. You can contact Fisher Tax and Financial Services for all your tax and financial needs at 715-854-3695. It is also brought to you by Circle R Accounting for all your tax representation needs. You can contact Circle R Accounting at 715-854-7084. That number, once again, is 715-854-7084. We'd also like to welcome a new sponsor to this program at JC's Auto Detailing located at 225 Hames Avenue in Coleman. Contact JC for all your auto detailing needs at 920-662-6332. That number once again is 920-662-6332. It is always, this message as I say, is brought to you by Living Waters Lutheran Church located at 3007 Business 141 in Pound, Wisconsin. Living Waters Lutheran Church meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and again at 11 a.m. in our social hall for fellowship. Please, we hope that we might be able to see you in person or as I say, as always, you can contact Living Waters Lutheran Church at 715-927-7084. If you wish to become a sponsor of this program or wish to reach out to Living Waters Lutheran Church, you can always do so by mailing. Living Waters Lutheran Church at P.O. Box 232, that's P.O. Box 232, at Crivets, Wisconsin, 54114. Or again, as I say, if you want to connect with Living Waters Lutheran Church online on Facebook, our tag is Living Waters Crivets. And as always, you can contact them at 715-927-7084. Let us begin this morning with a morning prayer. I come before you, O Lord, as the sun rises, may your hope rise up in me. As the birds sing, may your love flow out of me. As the light floods into this new day, may your joy shine through me. I come before you, O Lord, and drink in this moment of peace, that I may carry something of your hope, love, and joy toward day in my heart. We all say, Amen. Today's reading comes to us from 2 Chronicles chapter 1. Solomon, the son of David, established himself in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him and made him exceedingly great. Solomon spoke to all Israel, to the commanders of thousands and of hundreds, to the judges and to all the leaders in all Israel, the heads of fathers' houses. And Solomon and all the assembly with him went to the high place that was at Gibeon, for the tent of meeting of God, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, had made in the wilderness, was there. But David had brought up the ark of God from Kirath, Jerum, to the place that David had prepared for it, for he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. Moreover, the bronze altar that Bezalel, the son of Ur, son of Ur, had made was there before the tabernacle of the Lord. And Solomon and the assembly sought it out. 
And Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was the tent of meeting, and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. In that night God appeared to Solomon and asked to him, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said to God, You have shown great and steadfast love to David my father, and have made me king in his place. O Lord God, let your word to David my father be now fulfilled. For you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me now wisdom and knowledge to go out and come in before his people. For who can govern his people of yours, which is so great? God answered Solomon, Because this was in your heart, and you have not asked for possessions, wealth, honor, or the life of those who hate you, and have not even asked for long life, but have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may govern my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. I will also give you riches, possessions, and honor, such as none of the kings had ever had who were before you, and none after you shall have the like. So Solomon came from the high place of Gibeon from before the tent of meeting to Jerusalem, and he reigned over Israel. Solomon gathered together chariots and horsemen. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen, whom he stationed in the chariot cities and with the king in Jerusalem. And the king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as a stone. And he made cedar as plentiful as a sycamore of the cephala. And Solomon's import of horses was from Egypt in Kew, and the king's traders would buy them from Kew for a price. They imported a chariot from Egypt for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150. Likewise, through them, these were exported to all the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Syria. Now Solomon proposed to build a temple for the name of the Lord and a royal palace for himself. And Solomon assigned 70,000 men to bear burdens and 80,000 to quarry in the hill country and 3,600 to oversee them. And Solomon sent word to Hiram, the king of Tyre, as the, he who dealt with David, my father, and sent him cedar to build himself a house to dwell in. So deal with me. Behold, I am about to build a house for the name of the Lord my God and dedicate it to him for the burning of incense of sweet spices before him and for regular arrangement of the showbread and for burnt offerings morning and evening. On the Sabbaths and the new moons and the appointed feasts of the Lord our God is ordained forever for Israel. The house that I am to build will be great, for our God is greater than all gods. But who is able to build him a house since heaven, even highest heaven, cannot contain him? Who am I to build a house for him except as a place to make offerings before him? So now send me a man skilled to work in gold, silver, bronze, and iron, and in purple, crimson, and blue fabrics, trained also in engraving to be with the skilled workers who are with me in Judah and Jerusalem, whom David my father provided. Send me also cedar, cypress, and elegant timber from Lebanon, for I know that your servants know how to cut timber in Lebanon, and for my servants will be with your servants, to prepare timber for me in abundance. For the house I am to build will be great and wonderful. I will give for your servants the woodsmen who cut timber, 20,000 cores of crushed wheat, 20,000 cores of barley, and 20,000 baths of wine, and 20,000 baths of oil. Then Hiram the king of Tyre answered in a letter that he sent to Solomon, Because the Lord loves his people, he has made you king over them. Hiram also said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who made heaven and earth, who has given King David a wise son, who has discretion and understanding, who will build a temple for the Lord and a royal palace for himself. Now I have sent a skilled man who has understanding, Huram Abi, the son of the woman of the daughters of Dan, and his father was a man of Tyre. 
He is trained to work in gold, silver, bronze, iron, stone, and wood, and in purple, blue, and crimson fabrics, and fine linen, and do all sorts of engraving and execute many design that may be assigned him with your craftsmen. The craftsmen of my Lord David, your father, now therefore the wheat and barley, oil and wine, of which my Lord has spoken, let him send to his servants. And we will cut whatever timber you need from Lebanon and bring it to you in rafts by sea to Joppa, so that you may take it up to Jerusalem. Then Solomon counted all the resident aliens who were in the land of Israel. After the census of them that David his father had taken, and there were found 153,600. 70,000 of them he assigned to bear burdens, 80,000 to quarry in the hill country, and 3,600 as overseers to make the people work. Here ends the word of our Lord this morning. reason that this passage was picked for this Sunday and for the message this week is with everything going on in the world around us, especially here in America with what's going on in our government, I think that it is pertinent for us to realize that this idea of governing people is older than any of us may even imagine. We tend to think in the short periods of time, forgetting even what 200 years ago might have looked like here in this country governing. But let's go back to one of the greatest governors, if you will call him such, King Solomon. King Solomon was made so great and had such riches because he had favor from God. He had favor from God and was able to have people built the temple for the Lord. And even those who are resident aliens, he was able to have them work for the greater good of Israel. The greater good of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to provide a place of worship. So we think of sometimes that these places of worship is where God is found, but God is found within the individual temples of each and every single one of us. The temples or the past, the churches, the synagogues, these are places for us to gather, gather together to worship and to praise God. Not so much because of how they are built, but because we need such a place to keep the elements at bay so that we are able to concentrate on what is truly important. And that is the message that I tend to want to have us think about this week. When you hear this message and you hear the words, think back to Solomon who has been made leader. And what does he do when God asks him, what more do you need? What shall I give you? And Solomon looks and the first thing he does is he thanks God. How many of us when we are given the opportunity to receive such a blessing of being asked by someone maybe, how much money will it take? Or what do you really need? Is the first things out of our mouth is to thank them? Or is the first thing out of our mouths that which we want? For as I say, here we have Solomon who looks to God and says, thank you for everything you have given my father. Thank you for giving everything to me because you have kept your promise. You have kept your promise that I will be made king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. In many ways, I look to our elected leaders now in Washington, and I think to myself, they too now 
are able to be in a place to govern of people as numerous as the dust of the earth. And I wonder how many of them, when they get to their government positions, do they thank God for the opportunity? Then do they also then ask, what do they need? What do they need? So much of what I hear lately right now seems to be they need money. Money is, of course, the root of all evil that we have in our realm around us. It is what the devil uses to tempt us with. At the same time, money is, of course, how things are done in a capitalistic society. So it is not that we are to dismiss this need for such resources. But the question, of course, comes to bear. Do they ask, as Solomon asked, for wisdom and knowledge? Do they ask so that they will be able to rule wisely? That they have the ability to have all of the knowledge that is needed? Or do they come with their own personal vendettas? Do they come with what, of course, God answers to Solomon? Do they ask for possessions? How about wealth? When we look at the politicians and how wealthy they become while they are in office, or are they looking for honor? Or are they looking, as it says, for the life of those who hate them, for retribution? Or do they ask for long life? Or do they ask for wisdom and knowledge? Or as I say, do they go seeking power, fame, and fortune? Because that's exactly what it kind of comes down to with Solomon. God is asking the same temptation that Satan asks of Jesus when he provides for him all of the earth. And says, I will give this to you to rule over. I will give this to you, all the power and glory and might. And I will give to you the ability to do whatever you want. Now again, I do not want to just beat up on the politicians or people in Washington. But this gets at the root of all. In order for anyone to enable to have the respect of the servants, of the people they are serving, they need to remind themselves that they too are servants. They are servants of the Lord. It is God who controls the destinies. It is God who offers salvation through his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is God who gives wisdom and knowledge through the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. The spirit that moves and shapes us and calls for peace. As I say, Solomon went to work to build a temple for the Lord, which Jesus Christ then destroyed in his death, but then rebuilt three days later with his resurrection. But the rebuilding of the temple, the where does God dwell, is within the hearts of every single one of us. For all of us Christians who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior and hold steadfast to the faith of our Lord and Savior, 
we have the ability to be forgiven as well as the ability to forgive, to go forth and live in peace. The peace that we have not seen these recent days, weeks, months, or even years. I have been perplexed these last years of how divided we are becoming. Granted, there is some other explanations for this, as again, as we are getting towards the end times. When we talk about the end times, it is foretold that we would be pitted against each other. We would be pitted against each other because the temptations of the devil is so difficult for us to overcome. But it's difficult for us to overcome only if we lose sight of what is important. We only give in to power and corruption when we forget what is important. It only becomes an obstacle and a seeking of vengeance when we forget to love, when we forget to forgive, and most importantly, when we forget that all of this in the world around us is a gift from God. God has given us the ability to life. God has given us the ability for hope. God provides us a cure for disease. God works through us. The healing powers of Jesus Christ are in the physicians and the scientists, as well as in those who are supposed to be governing us. Instead of inciting, instead of pointing out the differences, we should be looking at what it is that holds us together. Right now, what holds us together, I'm not really sure of, because what should be holding us together is the love of each other, which means that there should be no war or infighting. Yes, that does not mean that we are going to agree all the time. It does not mean that we're going to have the same opinions. For those of us who are married, we already know that there's no way that we can agree 100% of the time or have the same opinions as anyone. In fact, even within ourselves, our opinions change over time. They change as the seasons change, as the world around us changes. And every time we think that we have this figured out, something else happens. Every time we think that we might have an understanding of nature itself, along comes another storm. The same can be said about society. When we think that we have it figured out, that we are calm and peaceful, that is when a storm rages and rips us apart. Rips us apart, as I say, as we now see so clearly. It is the worst part that has happening is what we hear. All I've heard since we this last week is who is to blame? Who should be revenged? Who should be vindicated? Who should stand to take the blame? I'm only glad that my soul is not left up to the same people. I'm only glad that our immortal longevity 
is in the hands of Christ who bore it all for everyone, including the sins that we saw transpire this week. Christ bears those sins. Christ is there saying, blame me so that you may live in peace and move on. That is not, of course, what we are seeing, but that is what we need to be praying for. We need to be praying that instead of looking to blame, we look to forgive. We look to forgive those who have caused wrong. And we look to sit down and live in harmony. One of the things that's interesting is at the end of the reading this morning, if you were paying attention, it isn't so much that he had those who were non-resident aliens working. But it was the fact that only then at the very end, at the very end of hearing of all of these people who are there to build the temple, we hear the words, 3,600 overseers to make the people work. You would have thought that the people would have been overjoyed just to work. Would have been overjoyed to do and build the temple for the Lord. But we hear the words that they were made to work. Not much unlike the words that we hear today of the government trying to understand how to get those of us here living, to go out and do the work of God. Again, this not, now is not looking at the politician leaders, but looking at the religious leaders. How do we get the message out? For Living Waters Lutheran Church and myself, of course, we try to get the message out through this radio and internet broadcast. We try to show and live show the people around us what it means to forgive and to love. We try to live a godly life as Jesus taught us, and we try to follow the Holy Spirit. Follow the Holy Spirit, as I say, to do the work of the Lord. It's difficult. It's difficult, of course, because the fame and fortune and passion that comes from those who seek power and then when they're given power are corrupted corrupted by the very nature that is creation itself creation itself that invites the devil in that sits down and looks to the devil and Satan and says, yes, I want that. I'm willing to sell my soul for the temptations and to forget about. Because what does it mean to sell your soul? It means that you forget about God. You forget about Christ. You forget about the Holy Spirit. You only seek to empower yourself more, to seek more wealth, more fame, more riches. And then with that greed and power, you become isolated and distanced. You are disconnected from your fellow human beings. So you go and you put up fences to hide yourselves. 
It's one of the things that shocked me the most is here are elected leaders. When the capital was stormed, they went and were ushered out to be taken and hidden away. Once again, that means that they're looking for a long life. No more do we see or hear of how those who wish to lead us are willing to stand forth and put their lives on the line. Yes, many of them who have served this great nation in the military or in other avenues of work have put their lives on the line. And I did hear stories of some who were willing to stand up to those who had come in. But again, the very nature of what we have created as a society begins to once again turn away from reconciling. Instead, it looks to pit and show an enemy. Show that there is an enemy that is here around when in fact the only enemy we have is ourselves. The only enemy that we truly face is, as they say, Satan and the devil, the prince of principalities. The idea that we do not work together, but instead we work for the individual, for our own success, instead of the success of all creation. Let us pray. O Lord, Heavenly Father, as we go forth after hearing this message, may our hearts be open and our minds be willing to accept the wisdom and knowledge that you can partake within us. May we become the temple that you, Christ, has built. And may we become a temple that is worthy even of the temple as Solomon had built himself. We wish to open our hearts and minds so that we will love each other so that we will forgive each other, so that we will live in peace and harmony, so that we will not seek to destroy, but we will seek to build. We will not seek to disrupt, but we will seek to be in dialogue. We will seek to live in peace. This peace and understanding reminds us of the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever, we all say, Amen. Just as the words that we just heard or spoke, the words that says, deliver us from evil. Give us our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We should not be seeking a government or seeking out some type of institution to provide for us when God provides all that we could ever need. All we have to do is be willing to open our hearts and minds and look around as well as at the same time to be reminded that as we look around for those of us who have the extras, we are to share with those who are lacking. For those who have access, you are called upon in your Christian duty to be as Christ and to perform the miracles of healing, the miracles of feeding, the feeding of the 5,000, the feeding of those with a few fish and some loaves of bread 
and to have leftovers, the feeding of our very soul, because it is through all of this that allows us hope and the ability to live in this world forever. Thank you once again for tuning in to Classic Hits 103.7. We conclude this morning with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. As I say, I'd like to thank you again for tuning in this morning. You can reach us or listen to us again next week right here on Classic Hits 103.7 at 9.30 in the morning on Sundays. Or you can get together with us in person at Living Waters Lutheran Church and Pound underneath the Pound Water Tower at 10 a.m. If you wish to contact Living Waters Lutheran Church, you can do so by contacting Living Waters Lutheran Church online at Living Waters Crivets. That's livingwaterscrivets at gmail.com. You can also call us at 715-927-7084. That number, once again, is 715-927-7084. As always, this message is brought to you by all the members of Living Waters Lutheran Church, as well as JC's Auto Detailing, located at 225 Hames Avenue in Coleman. You can contact JC for all your auto detailing needs by calling... 920-662-6332. That number, once again, for all your auto detailing needs is 920-662-6332. This message is also brought to you by Circle R Accounting. For all your accounting and tax representation needs, get a hold of Circle R Accounting at 715-854-7084. That number, once again, is 715-854-7084. It is also being brought to you by Fisher Tax and Financial Services. For all your tax and financial needs, get a hold of Fisher Tax at 715-854-3695. That number, once again, is 715-854-3695. This message is also brought to you by Joe's Auto Body. You can get a hold of Joe for all your auto body needs by contacting Joe at 715-854-2481. That number, once again, is 715-854-2481. 2481. But we know that through the hope and praise of Jesus Christ and the healing ability of the Holy Spirit, we will get through this all. And as always, remember your sins are forgiven through the risen Lord. Hallelujah.